Welcome to the last 8% morning. This is JP Palu Fry. So great to be with you today. In today's episode, we look at how do we increase the quality of our sleep and the quantity, quite frankly, given the clear benefits of sleep. What are some of the small things we can do to increase the quality of our sleep and our life? Let's walk. Out and walking, enjoying this glorious day, standing tall, looking around, feeling grateful, feeling our feet on the ground, our belly rise and fall. If you're new to the last 8% morning, we walk. We integrate movement, mindfulness, and mental training exercises. So that's what we're doing now. We're just being mindful of our belly and our body as we're walking. Why do we do this? We want to set the tone for the day. We want to create a bridge between our personal and our work. At least that's how some people use the last 8%. But others use it at lunch or at night. So however it works for you. But, but we also do this last 8% morning because we're trying to build the skills necessary to be our best in our more difficult moments, what we call last 8% moments. Those are those moments that are a little bit more difficult than than the usual ones that we face in the course of a day or a week or a month, or in COVID-19's case, maybe a lifetime. So we're walking and we're feeling our belly rise and fall or feeling our hands and our wrists and our elbows and our shoulders. We're trying to be more in our body. Mindfulness is paying attention on purpose, non-judgmentally. And so that's what we do when we walk. We're not trying to change any physical sensations that we experience. We're just trying to be curious, bring a real energy of curiosity. In a sense, we want to be students of human behavior. And we start in our last 8% morning by paying attention to our belly and our body. But then we move to other parts as we will today with our idea of the day and then our goals for the day. So standing tall, looking around, feeling grateful, feeling your head and neck, thinking about how am I going to make this a great day? How can I show up today and be my best self? It's in us. 
It absolutely is in us. It's a choice. And we start the day and we feel the movement. We feel the momentum. And we feel our belly and our body. So we're going to now transition to mindfulness of reflecting on an idea of the day, which, as you know, we're in part two of sleep, our sleep series. Last session, we talked about how we need to look at sleep differently, not as something indulgent or something kind of not very productive, but instead as exercise for the brain. Again, we need to look at sleep differently as exercise for the brain because during sleep, our brain is actually hard at work, becoming, as we like to say, a highly conditioned athlete. And that highly conditioned brain that we will have from good sleep allows us to be more creative than the average, three times more creative, in fact, less impulsive. When our brain is highly conditioned from sleep, we respond versus react, which helps us not fall as easily into one of those two predictable default behaviors of avoid or make a mess. We also have better judgment. We make better decisions, especially when the heat is on during the last 8% situation. And finally, when we sleep, high quality sleep, we consolidate our experiences and our learning. And they go into deeper parts of our brain during sleep. And we're able to retain and thus retrieve more memory files effectively. And so there's lots of great reasons why we want to sleep. John Steinbeck said, it is a common experience that a problem difficult at night is resolved in the morning after the committee of sleep has worked on it. So feel your body standing tall, looking around, feeling grateful. Feel our belly and our feet on the ground. So what can help us sleep better? So I'm going to give you a, you know, a bunch of ideas. First of all, get data. We are so lucky today. We can buy a Fitbit or some other type of watch and see for ourselves what our sleep score is. And this can be a great wake-up call to the quality and quantity of sleep we are getting. And... If you haven't seen a sleep score and the way these uh, watches work, they give you a readout of the three types of sleep that we have, which is light sleep. This is when we transition from wakefulness to sleep. That's the first type. Then we have deep sleep. This is what makes us feel refreshed in the morning. It occurs in longer periods during the first half of the night. Our height, our heartbeat and breathing slow to their lowest levels during deep sleep. Then finally, there's REM sleep, which occurs about 90 minutes after falling asleep. This is when our eyes move move rapidly from side to side behind closed eyelids. This is when we dream, by the way. So those are the three types of sleep. And having a Fitbit or whatever watch, I, I don't own shares in Fitbit, will give us an idea of how much of each of these three types of sleep we are getting. And it'll help us see our habits and actually can act as an incentive because we want to improve our sleep score. Also, they give lots of good ideas of how to improve um, each of the three. So I think that's a no-brainer. You know, get data. We, we have it now very cheaply available to us. 
So if you're able to, that's number one. Number two, make things cool. What do I mean by that? I mean literally the temperature in your room. Why cool? Evolutionarily speaking, in our history as a species, we've been trained over millennia to sleep when we have a change in temperature. Now note, it's not important the actual temperature, but it's a change in temperature. And you know, when you think about it, for thousands of years, as day turned to night, there was a change in temperature, which acted as a signal to our body to change the neurochemical cocktail and put us to sleep. It's the same today. We can prepare our body and brain to do that by simply turning down the temperature in the room. This is such an easy hack. Please do this if you're not doing this. And it actually matters that you do it 30 minutes prior to going to, to bed. That's, that's the most optimum time to do it. So number two, make things cool. After number one, get data. Number three, make things dark. Again, this fits our history as a species. We spent going to bed when the sky turns dark. When things are bright, it turns on parts of our brain releasing chemicals and making it harder for us to fall asleep. I think we all know this. And of course, this mainly now includes our phones. It's the number one challenge I have for certain. I really struggle to turn off my phone, stop reading online newspapers or the Atlantic magazine or whatever it is. And I'm looking for that next hit, wondering, you know, what's the president done this time? Where are his polls at? What's going to happen in November? I am a bit of a political geek, and so I'm curious about these things. But I do it for far too long, and I stay up far too late. So again, we want to get data, make things cool, make things dark. Next, we want to create a sanctuary-type environment in our bedroom. And this is especially, I'm making a note of this because it's hard during COVID work, because many of us work in our bedrooms. I do. Um, And so that makes it more difficult. But to the degree that we can just make that space around the bed more of a sanctuary where it's the only function we do on the bed is sleep, not work. So again, we're trying to send signals to our brain, associations, so that it knows what it should be doing as we move to different parts of our day because of temperature or because of light or because of where we are in the bed versus other places. Okay, next one. Get committed to a mindfulness practice. Um, if you're a longtime listener, you know how big mindfulness is in you know what we're doing here. But there is just a ton of research research that shows you know many benefits of mindfulness and its effect on sleep and I think one of the big ways is by helping us have that wiser relationship to the events we face so in other words we just manage stress better when we react versus respond to stressful events it shoots cortisol into our body and brain cortisol's highest in the morning because it gets us up and going so obviously we don't want cortisol at the end of the day If we are mindful, we have less cortisol in our body and brain, and so we can calm down better. I think it's a mind that is full of thinking and ruminating really is one of the biggest culprits to causing poor sleep. By the way, soon we will be dropping some episodes um, in the near future that you can use when you go to bed or when you wake up during the night to help you fall asleep more easily. Um, Of course... These episodes do not include walking. Um, Finally, move. There's 
just so much solid evidence that exercise helps us sleep, fall asleep more quickly, and improves our actual sleep quality. What kind of exercise? Moderate. You can do lots of different things, but moderate aerobic aerobic exercise. Like, say, walking for 15 or 20 minutes. I can think of at least one way of doing that. And this actually increases one of the three types of sleep, which is deep sleep. And this specifically helps our brain and body do its own exercise, um, which is all part of that rejuvenation. Um, Exercise also helps us stabilize our mood and decompresses our mind. So it's really powerful. But caution when to do the exercise. Make sure it's at least one to two hours before going to bed. I think more. Research says one to two, but I think it has to be at least three hours before, I, at least for me, before I sleep or I'm not really able to settle. And the other thing is, as you know, exercise raises our core body temperature. And it takes a little while to, to actually cool down. And again, that, as you know, acts as a signal to say, hey, body, wake up. And we don't want that. So how do we increase the quality and quantity of our sleep? Get data. Go get a a Fitbit or one of those watches if you can. You can get them used, by the way. They don't end up being that expensive. Make things cool. Make things dark. Create that sanctuary environment around your bed. Really commit to the mindfulness practice. And again, we're going to drop some episodes that'll help you if you're having trouble falling asleep at the beginning of the night or if you wake up and you find that kind of awfulizing mind is, is starting to play tricks. And finally, move. Exercise, so very important. So, standing tall, looking around, feeling grateful, feeling our feet on the ground, our belly rise and fall. Think about now, what do you want to get done today? What are three goals for you today? How do you want to organize your day? How do you want to show up today? Picture that in your mind. What are your three big rocks that you can really keep as your biggest focus? Wonderful. Again, feeling our body as we walk. If you are enjoying the podcast, please share it. Please subscribe. Please write a review and rate it. We are building a community. If you haven't joined the Last 8% Project, which is a Facebook group, please join that. Uh, We've moved our time to 3 p.m. on Tuesdays Eastern Time, where my business partner and I, Bill Benjamin, answer questions and have a topic of the day and we will be talking about sleep soon but join us please join us then but as we're finishing thinking of bringing this energy into the day of focus and momentum and mindfulness and just a positivity because we choose our attitude we absolutely do no one else does so don't give that away Jodie Foster said, in the end, winning is sleeping better. I think there's a lot to unpack there. I love that. I'll say it again. In the end, Jodie Foster said, winning is sleeping better. So 
Let's bring this energy into the day. Have a wonderful day.